Hi again everyone and welcome to East Redland Anglican for this second Sunday in Lent or the 13th of March 2022. Today we're reading from the Gospel of Luke chapter 13 verses 31 to 35. Not a very long reading this week. The focus of the reading is really Jesus's launching of the Kingdom Project and the rescue mission that um, is being launched as a part of that. So sit back, grab a a tea or a coffee and enjoy the sermon. The Lord be with you. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke chapter 13 beginning at verse 31. Glory to you Lord Jesus Christ. At that very hour some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, get away from here for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow and the next day I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed away from Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you. And I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you please be seated. Now, I'm not entirely sure why. I think it's probably just about word association. But... Whenever I hear this part of Luke's Gospel, I always think of, of all things, Jemima Puddleduck from Beatrix Potter. Well, more specifically, I think of the foxy-whiskered gentleman who's the villain of the Jemima Puddleduck story. Now, I know that seems a bit silly, but let's have a look at a short pricey of the story and see if there's anything that we might consider in that. Now, the tale begins in a farmyard which is home to a duck called Jemima Puddle Duck. She wants to hatch her own eggs, but the farmer's wife believes that ducks make poor sitters and routinely confiscates their eggs to allow the hens to incubate them. Now, Jemima tries to hide her eggs, but they're always found and they're always carried away. So she sets off along the road in a poke bonnet and shawl and finds a safe place away from the farm to lay her eggs. At the top of the hill, she spies a distant wood and she flies to it and waddles about until she discovers an appropriate nesting place among the foxgloves. However, a charming gentleman with black prick ears and sandy coloured whiskers persuades her to nest in a shed at his home. Now, Jemima is led to his tumble-down shed, which is curiously filled with feathers, and makes herself a nest with a little ado. Now, Jemima lays her eggs, and the fox suggests a dinner party to mark the event, and he asks her to collect the traditional herbs used for stuffing a duck, telling her that the seasonings will be used for an omelette. Now, Jemima sets about her errand, but the farm collie, Kep, meets her as she carries onions from the farm kitchen and asks her what's going on and where she keeps going. 
and she reveals her errand to him and Kip sees through the fox's plans at once and finds out from Jemima where the fox lives. Now, with the help of two foxhound puppies, Kep rescues Jemima and the foxy-whiskered gentleman is chased away and never seen again. But the two hungry foxhounds uh, eat Jemima's eggs and Jemima's escorted back to the farm in tears over her lost eggs. But in time, she lays more eggs and successfully hatches four ducklings. Now, I don't know, but even though this is a children's story, Maybe there's more to this than meets the eye. There are villains and there are those who follow in wrong directions and make wrong, wrong choices. Maybe the foxy gentleman is both Rome and Herod. Maybe Jemima and the young pups are the Jewish people being seduced and or making decisions that we might think in contextually silly and those decisions then cause distress in some way. Maybe Kep the Collie is our Jesus figure who anticipates the danger and chooses to act before it's too late. Whichever way you want to look at it, in both stories, in both Jemima Puddle Duck and in our Gospel today, there is a rescue mission going on that seems to need a degree of expediency. Now, the only problem here is that Jesus refers to himself as a chook and not a collie. Now, a collie in, within the context of using Jemima Puddle Duck might have been much easier metaphorically to sort of compare Jesus' actions with the actions of the dog, but he uses the imagery of a chook. Now, the image may... Uh, sorry, it's no offence to those of you who love chooks, but... 22 years after finishing working at Ingham's, I can't believe I still have to deal with chooks. But the image may not be as problematic as all that, and maybe it does compare with the actions of Kep, in the sense of anticipation, in the sense of protection, in the sense of action. But before we delve into that, let's have a look at uh, a bit of context to see what Jesus is up to. It's important, like Tom Wright said in that beginning, it, it, to, you've got to look at the whole sweep of things to get what's going on. If we don't, we don't really sort of understand in this section of Luke's Gospel what Jesus is doing. And in today's passage, Jesus, and it's a very small five-verse section that we're dealing with today, but a Pharisee says, he says to the Pharisee to go and tell Herod, or go and tell whoever's after, after him, listen, I'm casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow. Now, back in Luke 7, verse 22, he says to John the Baptist's disciples, go and tell John what you've seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have good news brought to them. Now, we might be thinking when we're looking at all that, so what? But remember the kingdom discussion that we've had over the course of Epiphany. Well, this is about the kingdom happening now, in their midst, and letting people know that it's time to get with the program. Remember back to Isaiah 61, a section which speaks of God's return, what that would look like, and the deliverance of the people. It says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, 
because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners. So when we start to wrap this in kingdom language, what we see is Jesus by word and deed is proclaiming that the kingdom isn't just coming in some random future. What Jesus is saying is the kingdom is here now. So I guess we can see why the two foxy gentlemen, whether that's Rome or Herod, might be a bit annoyed because here we have a direct challenge to the political status quo of the day. So that's the, the background. But why the chicken? Now, my experience of Ingham's provides me with a whole set of chook-related experiences, and it, I have to say it didn't leave me with a high opinion of chickens. But as I poked around a little bit with this, I learned that chickens are also smart, and you have no idea how much that hurts me to say. But apparently they can anticipate and plan um, and they're actually capable of worry. And if I reflect back on my experience, I think that that's something that you can actually see. Yes, these discoveries have been made by those who believe, those within a particular industry, who believe that chickens anticipate their demise and that stress may affect the quality of the meat. So there's bias in that reporting in that way. But, and what they say is that the, neuro, the, the neuron organisation in chicken brains is highly structured and suggests that like humans, chickens evolved in impressive level uh, to help improve their survival. And to be fair, as I said, I can see how that has bearing on today's conversation. Now, the other side of this then, if we take our context, we take that chickens can anticipate, can protect, and all those sort of things. The other side to this then, as we look at our gospel reading, is something that Tom Wright talks about in, uh, in many of his studies. He says that the image here is potentially one of a farmyard fire, or the one we can look at is one of a farmyard fire. And while some animals can escape in those situations, others can't, and they've developed ways of protecting their young. So in that anticipating and planning sense, the picture here is of uh, a hen gathering her chicks under her wings. We hear Jesus say something along those lines in our reading today. And apparently, and I've not experienced this, this is um, from what uh, from Tom Wright has said, those who have gone in after a farmyard fire have often found somewhere a dead hen scorched and blackened with live chicks sheltering under her wings. So sensing danger, the protective instinct takes over and the hen takes the full force of the fire upon herself in order to protect the chicks. So Kep, the collie and the image of the chicken may not be as far apart as I first thought. So as we will see in next week's gospel, Jesus knows what's coming if the people don't turn away from rebellion and collusion. And as we will see, Jesus knows that what's coming 
will be fire and falling masonry. But more than that, he knows that there's a bigger problem than just Rome. He knows that it's about the disposition of people's hearts in their journey with God. He knows that the real exile here is the problem of evil itself. And that may mean that it's going to have to take, he's going to have to take the full force of that fire on himself to exhaust it. And that's where the image finally comes home to roost. We enter this story as that brood of chicks, or maybe as Jemima, Jemima, Jemima Puddleduck herself, scattered, distracted, unable somehow to comprehend the very real danger which is threatening. Jesus' lament over Jerusalem is also over you and me and this world, which all too often still refuses the gifts, of Je- the gifts Jesus would so freely give. When all, we, when all it would take for us to survive the wiles of the foxy gentleman, whoever that is, would be for us to stand still and stand close to Jesus. So, as we gather in this season of Lent, knowing fully our need of repentance, or our need for repentance, and it would appear that our primary sin is what it's always been, our unwillingness to stand still in the presence of God, to simply submit to and receive and to live into all the gifts God intends for us. It shouldn't be so hard, but I admit it is. Because it seems that we are always prone to think that we are enough as we are, that we know better, that we can do better without God, or at least we can do well enough on our own. So today I find myself joining in Jesus' lament over Jerusalem, not only for Jerusalem, but also for the community which we call home and for myself and for all those I know who are not willing, as Jesus puts it today. And I wonder what it would look like, how it all might change, particularly as we consider our world's context at the moment, if we just took that first step and paused, looked past the enticements of the foxy gentleman and ask God to give us what it takes to simply stand still within his sacrificial protection and his tender care. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That brings our podcast to an end for this week. If there's anything more you'd like to know about the parish, you can always check us out at our website, which is www.eastredlandanglican.com.au. You'll be able to find lots of links there to our Facebook page, to our Vimeo and YouTube channels, and to our Apple Podcast channel. You'll be able to go through the website there and find out any other information you want to know about our service times or baptisms and confirmations and things like that. So check us out there, um, have a look, and if there's anything you need, please don't hesitate to send us an email or give us a call, um, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless.